to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. Uh, again, welcome back. We, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, we, we consider it an honor and a privilege to, to come into your homes, into your automobiles, into your life uh, with the Word of Faith. It is the Word of Faith which Amen. we uh, preach about, which we talk about. Hey, I was just thinking this morning how... Uh, you know, this this whole broadcast is designed to ignite one's faith on fire. And God says in Hebrews eleven six that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Those who come to him, who are born again, who desire to be reconciled to him, must believe that he is, that he is who he said he is, and he can do what he says he can do. And also that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So God desires that we diligently come after him. And uh, we know Jesus says, I am the door. <laughs> so you can't come after God unless you go through the door. And well, Jesus, Jesus said, nobody comes to the Father except, except through, through the me. Son. Yeah, yeah, he's the door. So, but Jesus came preaching about the kingdom. The guy, he came preaching and teaching the gospel of the kingdom. It says that in uh, Matthew and over in Mark. So when we get born again, we get translated according to the scriptures in Colossians, out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light or into the kingdom of his glorious son. And in that kingdom of darkness, we've been programmed to believe certain things that was not of God. And we was taught them by people that were in our life that we thought had some authority. So we get into the kingdom of God and Jesus says he came to reestablish the kingdom. But he says, seek first the kingdom and all things will be added to you. And, and part of seeking first the kingdom, once you get born again, I always tell people this. This is my uh, order, the order I believe it should be in. You receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. You get born again. You get saved. You follow it up with water baptism, submersion in water. And from that point on, you go on this path called transformation. <laughs> Romans 12, 3. And be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the only way a Christian can renew their mind, you got a new spirit. He didn't say be transformed by the renewing of your spirit. He says your mind, because your spirit is brand new. It's now open up to God. But now your mind, all that stinking thinking has to be transformed. And the only way your mind is going to be transformed or renewed is as you feed on the word of God. You have to feed on the word of God every day. It's just like, Natural food strengthens our body. Well, the word of God is spiritual food, and it strengthens our spirit, and it allows faith to, to develop in us. So I found out as I was getting dressed this morning, Holy Spirit just revealed to me a lot of God's people 
have not been transformed by the renewing of their mind. Actually, like we was talking this morning, a lot of people go to church for the experience. It's like going to Disneyland or going to the movies. They don't go to get taught. And the Bible says in Ephesians 4, 11, he, God, through Jesus, gave gifts to men. He gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. The next scripture tells you why, verse 12, for the equipping or the perfecting of the saints for the work of ministry. And the work of ministry is to go and make a difference in the earth, just like Jesus did. He was the elder brother. So in in our ministry, God's anointed me and called me to be a pastor and a teacher. That's what I do. I teach the word. And again, Jesus did a lot of teaching too. But a lot of people, Christians aren't getting taught and which relates to them not being transformed by the renewing of their minds. So they're still, they're in the kingdom of God, but they're still thinking like fallen man. They're still, and the Bible refers to them as, Paul referred to them as carnal Christians. But God desires us to grow up and to be spiritual Christians. But the only way we're going to do that is, is to feed, just like we feed our body two, three, four, five times a day, he says feed your spirit that way. And you can do that by studying the scriptures, listening to the to word, reading uh, magazines or books that are spiritually going to edify you, and, and meditating on the word. Meditation is God's way to biblically to transform what you believe. As you start meditating on the word of God, it'll change what you believe. Because the word of God is living and powerful. And it'll start speaking to you. He'll start revealing things as you start pondering and musing on his word. Well, you know, every we were talking before we came on the air. Every kid in every country. So if you live in the United States, you're going to learn English probably. If you live in France, you're going to learn French. Every kid as they're growing up learns the language of their community by repetition. They hear it over and over. <laughs> and, and they get positive reinforcement from it. A baby says something that sounds like daddy or mommy and everybody claps and the <laughs> right, parents right. go, yay. And the kid at some level, they probably aren't thinking it through completely at some level says, I want to do that again because right. that really got a good response. And so that's how we actually learn language. You hear it over and over and over. We were out of town. We were in Southern California this weekend and you hear other languages and somebody walked by and they were obviously some, they looked like they were probably Chinese or, or some Asian. And the language they were speaking, and I turned to my wife and I said, that makes sense to them. It didn't make any sense to us whatsoever, but it made sense to them. The same way we speak English and other people from around the world, it makes no sense to them. But we learned it because we just heard it over and over and over. And I like what you said about feeding. Nobody, I'm convinced of this as much as anything, Church, there are churches that don't feed people correctly. I, I understand that. But then I'm also concerned with the number of Christians who think they just got enough for the week. They went, they heard it, and it was good, it was right, it was sound doctrine, um, the word was preached, and now I have enough. And so I don't need to read my Bible myself. I don't need to meditate. I don't need to do any of that during the week. And so I'm a little concerned with Christians with that attitude because nobody I know goes to lunch after church, eats as big a dinner as they could possibly stuff in themselves, and then says, 
I'm good till next Sunday. Right. right. You know, that they, they know that they're going to eat again that night probably, and then they're going to eat three times on Monday, Tuesday. And yet somehow in our Christian life, that spiritual feeding, we somehow think that, well, I can go on Sunday, get stuffed to the gills, and that'll hold me over till next Sunday. And we've got to get out of that attitude, that idea that once a week is enough. Even if you're hardcore and you go on Wednesday, too, or Thursday, whenever your midweek service is, well, that's not enough either. We need to be constantly in the Word every day. Well, and, and you don't have to actually go to a building, per se, to hear right, the Word. Right, you can do it yourself at home. Right, you can do it yourself. Uh, you can get the Bible on CDs and tapes now. You can get other teaching, teachings from other ministers. And, you and listen Jesus, to the radio? Yeah, you listen to this broadcast. And, and the Bible says, Jesus said, those who hunger... And thirst after righteousness, after righteousness, shall be filled. He says, those who are filled out of their belly should flow rivers of living water. So, and over it, I believe that's Galatians. He says, James, he said, by this time, you ought to be teachers of the word. Yet you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is a baby. But solid food belongs to those who are full grown, who have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So God wants us to, to grow up. That's one of the purpose of the fivefold ministry is to equip the saints. So we're going to equip you with the word of God. That's how Jesus defeated Satan in the wilderness when he started his ministry. After he said the kingdom, repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. He was led into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. Jesus didn't pick up any rocks or throw them at him. He picked up the sword of the spirit, which is called the word of God. He kept on saying, Jesus said, it is written. So if Jesus needed to know what was written, uh, do you think we should need to know what's written? Jesus was transformed by the renewing of his mind. His mind was renewed by the word of God because he kept on saying what was written. And again, a lot of Christians don't understand what is written. And the Bible says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And it's not academic knowledge. It's spiritual knowledge, biblical knowledge. We got all the academic knowledge we yeah, can yeah, use. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we know about everything else. And there, I, I got a friend of mine, relative, I get in the car with him, and I take him on errands. They'll talk for the whole time about everything but the Word of God. And they're a Christian. They'll talk about everybody and every all the gossip and and. And they're not receiving any of the promises. And I'm wondering why, because you're not meditating on it. They know all the gossip and the celebrities uh, in that who's culture. Yeah, who, yeah, they know, they know all the gossip. Divorced. But they don't know anything about what's written. And they have all kind of ailments. I'm like, and they're broke and all of this. And I'm like, you need to know, you need to seek first the kingdom. That ain't seeking first the kingdom. That's Jesus says, seek face my way of doing things and all things, even health, prosperity, all these things, a sound mind, uh, the elimination of fear, all these things will be added to you. Well, see, earlier, you know, you're talking about scripture, and right before it, it says, do not be conformed any longer to the world. And, <laughs> you know, you, we'd mentioned even before we came on the air again on that, that a lot of times people think that means you don't go to movies or dances or the club or whatever, but don't be conformed to this world in the world's thinking. The right. world thinks that what star is getting married to what star is important. Right. The world thinks that which one's getting divorced is important. The world thinks which video 
um, the Kardashians are making now is important. The world thinks that all those things are important. We're not to be conformed to the world. We're not to think those things are important like the world thinks they are. You know, whatever, which political party is in power is, has authority over them. Again, I tell people, Jesus came preaching the gospel of the kingdom, which is a whole totally different government. And he didn't come to take sides. He came to take over with the kingdom of God. So until any political party started declaring the kingdom of God in God's way, I'll start rolling with them. But other than that, I'm going to continue to seek first, not second or third, but the kingdom of God's way of doing things. And God's way of doing things says in Isaiah, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts, and my ways are higher than your ways. So are the heavens higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours. So God's thoughts are way up there, and we're way down here. And he says, I want to bring you up to my way of thinking, my way of doing things. And again, Christians are still conformed to the world. They're not thinking the way God wants them to think because they're not taking, spending the time with God and allowing the word, which is living and powerful, to transform their mind. The scripture says in Thessalonians, uh, the word that you heard uh, works effectively in those who believe. Our job is just to receive the word, believe the word, and start acting on it. And act on it, could, you got to confess it, because words are the most powerful thing on the earth. Words. This is a word planet we're living on. Everything is governed by words, contracts. I'm looking at I'm looking in this office. I'm looking at words. We go outside. There's words everywhere. This is it, it, well. And the scripture says in John, in the beginning was the word. Yeah, God spoke words. This is a word planet. So we have to get the word of God, and everybody needs the word of God. Everybody needs the word of God, and that's the only thing that the devil bows down to is the word of God. So that's why he don't want God's people to know the word of God. Remember, Jesus kept on saying, "It is written." He did. He just. He didn't. He said what was written. He didn't make up some new stuff. <laughs> he said what was written, and that's the only thing that's going to defeat the devil. So when we're on this show and we're talking about how Christians are all defeated and saying, but that lets me know they have not been transformed by the renewing of their minds, because they are still talking like the old person. You got to talk about like the new person that God says you are. And every Sunday at our church, we do the old Joel Osteen. This is my Bible. I am who it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. You have to get a revelation of that. And speaking of revelation, as you start meditating on God's word through the Holy Spirit, he'll take that word, unravel it for you, and give you what's called understanding as you're meditating on it, as you're musing. That's the Holy Spirit's job is to give you understanding. And that's what's going to renew your mind. You take that word in your heart and meditate on it, and as it grows up to the image of your redemption, It'll transform the way you think. And then you'll start talking different. Well, see, Paul writes to the Galatians. He says, so I say to you, live by the Spirit. He doesn't say, so I say to you, do the best you can. He doesn't say, so I say to you, do what your neighbors are doing. He says, so I say to you, live by the Spirit. We we are to follow the Holy Spirit in our life. The Holy Spirit is the one who will lead us, and the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. You know, we talk about being conformed to the world. The world's, when you talk about being conformed to the world, what the world says is that you get even. 
you get revenge, you get vengeance. The world says that you don't let anybody walk over you. You don't you don't let anybody ahead of you. You're number one. You're the one that's important. You've got to watch out for yourself. I hear people say, well, if I don't watch out for myself, who's going to? And so that's the world speaking. That's the world that says that you've got to watch out for number one. But God says something completely different. He says that we're to esteem others above ourselves, that we're to love our neighbors, that we're to love those that despitefully use us. And so are we going to be conformed to the world? The world, well, I've got to get even. I got to I got to give that person a piece of my mind. Or am I going to have my mind transformed to where I think like God? And people will say, well, that's just crazy that you would esteem others ahead of yourself. That's just crazy that you'd let somebody else ahead of you. Now, that's what people crazy. What, what people would say that? You know, carnal Christian. Car- well, not <laughs> well, even carnal Christian, just the world well, in yeah, general. The, uh, yeah, okay. I mean, the world in general's well, then, attitude is... You got to take care of yourself well, first, right? Right. But God we, turns that completely upside down, right? Because we know God takes the foolish things, right? Now, but that I may mean, seem foolish to the world, right? Well, because it seems believe, stupid to the world. <laughs> yeah, for but for us who are new creations in Christ Jesus, we know that to be the truth. And speaking of the Spirit, I was looking over here in John chapter six, verse sixty-three. Jesus speaking here, he says, "It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing." The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So if Jesus said, My, the words of God are spirit and they are life, shouldn't you be speaking the word of God since that's spirit and that's life? And the Holy Spirit, again, bears wit- witness to the truth of God's word. And he's going to compel you to speak what thus said the Lord. That's why Jesus kept on saying, it is written. Who you think was leading Jesus to speak that? The devil or the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it was the Holy Spirit says, use the sword of the Spirit. Use the word of God. And Jesus just kept on hitting him with the word of God, that sword of the Spirit. And every time he was breaking Satan down, it still works today. And if you're going to say it, though, you got to know it. Yeah, you got to know what's written. This, this is the thing. <laughs> See, and, and too many Christians don't know what's written. Well, not only know it, you got to act on it. You can know it and not act on it. Again, we use the example, you can go in a grocery store and starve to death, knowing that if I eat some food, I'll survive. But if you don't act on what you know, if you don't grab no bologna or ham and start eating it, you'll starve to death right in the middle of the in the meat section. See, and in the world, you have to buy all that stuff so that you can have it, you know, because if you start eating it and you haven't bought it, you're going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. But in God's kingdom, he gives it all to us as a gift. You don't have to pay for any of it. You don't have to buy any of it. You don't, There's nothing you have to do some special thing that I can do before I can open up my Bible and read. There's nothing special thing I have to do before I can start to pray. God provides all of it. It's all as a gift and we don't have to pay for it. We don't have to buy it. And look what it says in first Corinthians chapter two. Uh, it says chapter two, verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world. Oh, we ain't received the spirit of the world. No wonder he says, don't be conformed to the world. Cause that ain't the spirit you receive. Look, but the spirit who is from God, that's what we receive. Look, that we may know the things that have been freely given to us. You just said freely. That's what led me to the scripture. He said, look, oh, look what 13 said. These things we also speak. We speak what? Those things that have been freely given to us. It is written. You the s- precious promises. You spread said, it. You yeah, share it. Yeah, well, but we speak it. Because death and life is in the power of the tongue. The Bible says in Matthew, a good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good things. So if I want to bring forth some good things, I got to get my mouth right. And a lot of Christians don't understand that. They don't even have a revelation of death and life. They're speaking all of this. 
cold and flu season. What's a lot of people say this, even Christians, they, they declare this and death and life. And Satan is waiting on your words because we're on a word planet. And a lot of Christians or people say this, I'm catching a cold. Now, Here's a coal. Who would want to catch one? <laughs> well, no, I'm missing a coal. I'm not catching it. So, so you got to stop declaring stuff. Here's some other things we said because we're not transformed by renewing our mind. If I wasn't, was if it wasn't for bad luck, I had no luck at all. Why would you go around and declare stuff like that? And here was the biggest lie of all: the devil had all of us saying when we were kids, "Sticks and stones may hurt my bones." But words will never hurt me. That's the biggest lie. Words will hurt you because we're on the word plan. They hurt you all the time. But we went around and said that. But you have to start declaring what thus said the Lord. Remember, Jesus said it was written. And that's all Jesus went around speaking and teaching about was the things pertaining to the kingdom. Well, you know, it, it brought to my mind when you talk about what people say. I hear people, well, I can't wait till the economy turns around. I can't wait till the economy turns around. I can't wait till things are better and then everything will be fine. You know what? The Bible says the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. It doesn't say the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want unless the economy goes bad or anything like that. Or you'll hear people say, man, I can't wait till the next election. Maybe those Democrats can take over the House of Representatives as if that's going to make all the difference. Or I can't wait till the next election and maybe the Republicans can take over the Senate as if that's going to make all the difference. Jesus God's is still word, on the throne. Right. God is on, <laughs> Jesus is on the throne. God's word is good. It doesn't matter who's in uh, the White House, no, who's in the Senate, or anything else. I'm, I'm going to play. No, Jesus gets off the throne when another uh, political party takes over, right? Right. Well, I mean, that's what <laughs> it's almost as if well, that's what I people he's your think. Lord and Savior. No, he stays on the throne, and you're still in the kingdom. So you need to speak right. like kingdom And the folk. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, is the same one. No matter who's the president or who's see, the party's in power, none of that matters. And that's a kingdom mindset. And and again, we believe, therefore we speak. Those things, we speak what thus said the Lord. We speak what we believe. And if we believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and my God shall supply all of my needs and the Lord is my shepherd. We speak that no matter what the economy is. Well, see, I know people that on both sides of the aisle, Democrats and Republicans, who will spend hours and hours and hours helping to get certain people elected, but they would never spend those hours sharing the word of God. Right, 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 right. I mean, again, so what's important to them is who's elected. Well, the word of God, again, is living and powerful, and it'll work anywhere. It'll work in, in the poorest nation in the world. It's not limited to... Oh, I thought it only worked in America no, because no, of the no. Constitution no, and no, no. Uh, all that. No, it works anywhere. Because he says... You mean people are getting saved in Africa and China well, and everywhere? Well, the word works. The scripture says in the first Thessalonians, it works effectively in those who believe. All I have to be is one of those who believe in the word according to the scriptures. The word works. So it doesn't matter as long as I'm on earth. Remember? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Is one of the poorest nations on the earth on earth. <laughs> yeah. So it the word still works. It's just, do you believe it? You gotta believe. That's how it, the kingdom of God works. You hear what God said in his word, you just believe it, and then you act on it. But this goes goes back to being conformed to the world, though. See, because the world says that really the world says that what really makes a difference who the president is. The world says that what really makes a difference is who's in power, what party is in power. And so once again, as I said before, people, will, even Christians, will spend hours and hours and, and millions of dollars trying to get certain people elected as if that's going to make all the difference, if that's what's really the most important thing. 
And yet the word of God and being transformed is the most important thing in our life. The God, once again, is, is on the throne no matter what political parties in power, no matter who the president is. It's not, you know, I know Republicans and you would swear that God went into hiatus because Barack Obama's the president. And I know, I know other Christians before when George Bush was president, that the devil was in charge because George Bush was president. And we've got to get way past that as Christians. Well, the Bible says in Romans that the earth is waiting on the manifestations of the sons of God. The whole world, the whole earth is groaning for us to step up and do what God's called us to yeah, do. Yeah, just think about that. The whole world is a groaning and it's anticipation it's waiting, of us. Yeah, it's waiting on us. So God, we Jesus, messed the whole you thing know up. When Jesus said it was finished, He said it was finished. Then He then He said, "Y'all, you guys go." He said, "All authority has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples. Make disciples meaning go teach people, go transform people by the renewing of their minds." And He says, "And I'm with you." To the ends of the earth. I'm with you all the way. So go. Unless the Democrats. No, 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 office. no. Remember, the first part was go. All, no, the first part was all authorities being given to me. The end part was, and I'm with you always. The middle part was go make make disciples. So he says, I'm with you always. Regardless of what's happening, I'm still with you. Remember, if God be for you, who can be against you? He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want unless the wrong people are in government. No, no, no. He's always with you. Remember one of your favorite scriptures, Christ in me. The hope of glory. The hope of glory. He's always in me. And again, if your mind is not renewed to that, that means you're still conformed to the world and you don't believe what the word says. And so we've got to get past this whole idea of what's really important in the world. God's word is what's the most important thing. Who is elected isn't the most important thing. Jesus said. What, what the news media is telling you isn't the most important thing. God's word is the you know, most important Jesus thing. Jesus had the nerves to say, heaven and earth may pass away, but my words, <laughs> he says, my words will endure forever. So if yeah, the God word and his word is, is it, one. I, you know, I think <laughs> we might have mentioned this on the air a couple weeks ago, and I tell people this all the time. God and his word were here before the U.S. was here. Before the U.S. Constitution was here. And it's going to be here after the U.S. and the U.S. Constitution are gone. God's word is what is forever. You know, in Psalms, he says that a man is like a blade of grass. He's here one day and he dries up and he's gone the next. And man, people think, man, that's a depressing scripture. Because he also goes on to say that his place remembers him no more. And people say, man, that's really depressing. But he's just making a point. Because the next verses talk about, but God's word is forever. So yes, people come and go. People's systems, human systems come and go. Human governments come and go. God's word is what is eternal. And that's what we need to be transformed by, the renewing of our minds. Our minds has to be renewed by the word of God. And the word of God or faith comes, the God kind of faith comes by hearing the word of God over and over and over and over. You got to hear it. You got to feed on it. And when I say hear, I mean feed on it. You have to partake of it. Every day. You know what? After church services, I know it's about time to wrap up, but even after church services, I go home and listen to some more words. Because I'm still hungry. And those who are thirst, who are who hunger and thirst will be filled. Well, this is gonna do it for this segment of uh, Faith on Fire. We just pray that uh, your faith was ignited on fire. And before we leave, we always like to say, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, 
Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.